Hello everyone and welcome to South Asia Sphere, Himal's fortnightly podcast on all things South Asia, where we bring you a roundup of the big stories in the region. We are your hosts Raisa and Ritika and this roundup was recorded on 5 January and covers the news from the 22nd of December to the 4th of January. A nationwide strike led by truckers has been called off after the Indian government promised to stall a law against hit and run accidents. The strike led to the Chandigarh government ordering fuel rationing amid long queues for petrol in the Union territory. There were also queues in Himachal Pradesh, Maharashtra, Punjab and Chhattisgarh, while truck drivers blocked roads leading to a port in Kolkata. The Bharatiya Nyaya Samhita, which was set to replace the colonial era Indian Penal Code, had strict penalties of 10 years imprisonment and fines for hit and run cases. Drivers have pointed to poor visibility due to fog and other conditions as potentially leading to more accidents and have raised concerns that they will be unfairly targeted by this law. Analysts have also said the protests revealed the importance of street politics as India's central government agreed to hold consultations with stakeholders before implementing the law. Pakistan's election commission has rejected former prime minister Imran Khan's nomination for upcoming elections which are scheduled to be held on the 8th of February. The decision means that Khan and some members of his former cabinet will probably be unable to contest in this election. There was hope that Khan would be able to contest when on the 26th of December the Peshawar High Court restored the election symbol for the PTI after the election commission barred the party from using it. At the time the election commission justified their decision saying that the PTI had failed to hold internal elections but PTI members say that it was just another targeted move to prevent Khan from contesting. Khan and the PTI have faced a crackdown since last year with numerous party supporters being jailed or forced to leave the party. Meanwhile, former Prime Minister Nawaz Sharif's nomination was accepted after he returned from 4 years of self-imposed exile. It is believed that Pakistan's military facilitated his return and will back him in this election. On the 1st of January, India's space agency launched a rocket carrying an observatory that will be used to study black holes. The Indian Space Research Organisation said that it wanted to improve scientists' knowledge of black holes. ISRO's satellite, which is called an X-ray polarimeter satellite, was built at an approximate cost of 250 million Indian rupees or 30 million US dollars, and it has an estimated lifespan of 5 years. This is only the second mission in the world of this nature after NASA launched a similar mission in 2021. The launch also marks a successful year for the ISRO. In August 2023, the Chandrayaan-3 mission successfully touched down near the moon's south pole, an area no one had reached before. Shortly after, ISRO launched Aditya L1, an observation mission to the sun that will arrive at its destination by the 6th of January. ISRO is also preparing to send 3 astronauts into low earth orbit for 3 days by 2025 in a mission called Gaganyaan. On the 1st of January, Nobel laureate Muhammad Yunus was convicted of violating labor laws in a case that his supporters say is politically motivated. Yunus and 3 colleagues from Grameen Telecom received a 6 month sentence and are appealing. Dhaka's labor court said 
that 67 Grameen Telecom employees had not been made permanent staff as required by law and that employee participation and welfare funds had not been formed. Yunus said that he had been punished for a crime that he had not committed. Yunus is facing a number of other charges, including for corruption and embezzlement. The conviction comes ahead of Bangladesh elections, which are to be held on the 7th of January and which the Awami League is expected to win. Yunus has long clashed with Prime Minister Sheikh Hasina and announced his intention to form a political party in 2007, although he never followed through, saying that politics was not cup of his tea. In August 2023, 160 global figures published a joint letter condemning the judicial harassment of Yunus. Yunus's popularity among the public has contributed him being targeted as a potential political rival. On the 3rd of January, Balok activists called for a nationwide strike to draw attention to rights violations in Balochistan in southwest Pakistan. In December 2023, hundreds marched from Turbat to Islamabad to protest the death of 24-year-old Balaj Mola Baksh, who died in police custody. The protesters also drew attention to extrajudicial killings and enforced disappearances targeting Balochs. Police used batons and water cannons to prevent protesters from entering a high-security zone in Islamabad. While the police said they released 290 activists from detention, activists say around 100 more remain detained and more are missing. Balochistan has seen continued military interventions since 2006. The Pakistan military is battling an insurgency from Baloch who are calling for power sharing and control of the region's natural resources. Baloch activists have been calling on the UN to probe what they describe as an ongoing Baloch genocide. Increasingly, the protests are being led by young people from middle-class backgrounds, reflecting a growing distance between Balochs and the Sardars representing their interests in Islamabad. A long-delayed deepwater project in Myanmar looks set to resume the work. On the 27th of December, representatives from Myanmar's military junta and the Chinese state-owned conglomerate CITIC Group signed an agreement indicating that they were going to restart the project. The Kaikfi Deep Sea Port is a major component of China's Belt and Road Initiative. The restarting of the project comes amid escalating violence in Rakhine State thanks to a coordinated offensive from armed groups who are battling Myanmar's military junta. The fighting has halted progress on the port and on other projects, including free trade zones and a highway. In November, China's public security minister met with Myanmar's military to discuss the need to restore peace and stability along the China-Myanmar border. Meanwhile, regime-backed protesters accused China of cooperating with Myanmar's armed groups in order to combat cyber scams operating along the two countries' mutual borders. On the 31st of December, Sri Lanka informed India that it would not be allowing Chinese research vessels to dock at its ports or operate within its exclusive economic zone for a year. The decision will impact permissions for the Chinese scientific research vessel Xiangyang Hong 3, which was scheduled to conduct deep water exploration in the South Indian Ocean from the 5th of January to late May. The vessel has also asked the Maldives for permission to conduct a survey of the coast of Mali. The moratorium comes after India and the United States raised concerns around Sri Lanka, providing passage to Chinese scientific research vessels and ballistic missile trackers in the Indian Ocean 
and providing them with logistical support. On the 21st of July, 2023, Indian Prime Minister Narendra Modi also urged Sri Lanka to respect Indian strategic and security concerns. On the 29th of December, two protesters died in clashes with police during a demonstration by Korean language test candidates. The protests began after the Office Handling Employment Permit System exams said that those who had sat for the shipbuilding exam would be ineligible to sit for examinations in other fields. The police resorted to tear gas and eventually gunfire to control the situation after protesters set fire to the Transport Minister Prakash Dwala's car. The cause of death of the two protesters is not yet confirmed, although initial reports said that at least one died after being struck with the police baton. Young Nepalis are increasingly migrating overseas. In the 2022 and 23 financial year, over 7,40,000 youths left the country for employment in other countries. Nepalis have also joined the Russia-Ukraine war with an estimated 200 young people joining the Russian army, underscoring the lack of job opportunities available to them in Nepal. On the 2nd of January, scores of Rohingya refugees protested in front of the UN High Commission for Refugees office in Colombo, drawing attention to its impending closure. In a petition handed over to the UNHCR, around 72 Rohingya refugees expressed their concern that the office was closing without providing them with a permanent solution on their status and without making arrangements for the continuation of their monthly allowance to purchase essentials. The refugees said that they were calling for one of three solutions, repatriation to Myanmar, the Sri Lankan government granting them citizenship, or the option to resettle in another country. In May 2023, Pakistani and Afghan refugees and asylum seekers also protested against the closure of the UNHCR office. Concerns were also raised with the UN resident coordinator in Sri Lanka, Marc-André Franch. There are around 800 refugees of various nationalities who have been recognized as refugees by the UNHCR in Sri Lanka. A UN official confirmed that the UNHCR office would be closing, though they did not confirm a closing date. And that's it for the News Roundup. If you are enjoying this podcast, please consider supporting Himal by becoming a member. We are a fully independent non-profit media organization and we rely on listeners like you to sustain and grow our work. You can see our membership plans at www.himalmag.com membership. And we've included a link to our membership page in the episode notes below. Thanks for tuning in to this episode. If you want to help us bring you more updates and stories, you can sign up for membership at www.himalmag.com membership. We've got a range of membership plans for you to choose from. You'll get access to our archival newsletter specially curated for you and even Himal's iconic right-side-up map with its startling new perspective on South Asia. And if you don't want to miss out on future episodes of South Asia Sphere, head to the link in our notes to sign up for our newsletter which will bring you the updates right to your mailboxes every fortnight. Follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or wherever it is that you like to listen to your favorite podcasts. If you have any questions, suggestions, or feedback for the current format of South Asia Sphere, or just want to talk about how we can make it more accessible for you, don't forget to head to the link in our episode notes. We'd love to hear from you. And that's it for today and for this episode. See you next time.